just in this otherwise based right. in reality show. You're just like, how did Mrs. Grunwald find her and pull her from her grave? Okay. All right. Please explain. Okay. So. I'm, bl- I'm, I'm like in <laughs> shock. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And because Will so generously last week took the reins, just told me and us the whole story of the Circleville writer's soup to nuts, this week I am going to explain something to him, Pretty Little Liars. I was very generous. <laughs> it was extremely generous of you. I'm and really I- good. You really are. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I can at least somewhat return the favor. I can't imagine that I'll get to the heights of generosity that you reached, but I'll do my best. I'll I, try to claw my way up there. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm afraid that you're going to give us too much. Yeah. Kristen, I don't want you to feel <laughs> like you have to I'm beholden. really unload, give all there is to give. Right. It's really not necessary. Leave it all on the floor. Yeah. No. So I am going to tell Will all about Pretty Little Liars. Uh, um, spoilers abound for anybody that is afraid of spoiling the original series of Pretty Little Liars. Right. There is a reboot that's coming to HBO Max, you yep. said, at the end of the month? Yep, it's July 28th. Um, so, yeah, I thought that there was no better time to revisit. May I ask you a question yeah. at the beginning here? Mm-hmm. What is your history with Pretty Little Liars? I I came late to it. I watched the first, like, let's say four seasons or something on Netflix, just binged them, and then I caught up to real time and started watching it in real time from there and with rapt attention. Rapt. What season number did you say? I think I got up to four and then I watched five in real time. Okay. And from then on. Uh, from just like a cursory, I, I know I shouldn't have, but mm-hmm. I did glance at some stuff on the internet in the last really? week. I know. Just a little bit. I saw that season four is the highest rated. Oh, I okay. saw that. So it looked like the show started off decently. Uh, yeah. Um, reviewed mm-hmm. season four was like the height and then it started to you know that's a peak so it sort of goes right. down from there so right you must have seen you binged up to the the best of it supposedly <laughs> i don't know about that oh really okay all right uh well i don't know maybe but um yeah so i was hooked on it i watched it all and then i had such a good time watching it in real time pretty little liars a lot of people credit with like basically ushering social viewing, live tweeting shows. Really? Yeah, because they made a real push to use hashtags that were related to the show. And so during episodes, you know, um, live broadcast, there would be a certain hashtag in the corner that's like, what should Arya believe, question mark? And then people on Twitter were using that. And it's the first show, a lot of people say, that really used social media to its full potential. That's cool. For the way that it could affect TV and fandoms and ratings. And they got tons of feedback um, in real time. And definitely the social and online aspect of it was humongous. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, And it was super fun. So not unlike Lost, I was really into reading theories about it um i I was just all in and even though it is often ridiculous preposterous i and uh also offensive and problematic as i'll get into um i 
enjoyed the hell out of it. Possibly because I accepted it for what it was. I was like, all right, this is this is ridiculous. I've decided I'm along for the ride. I'm still having fun, even if I think what's happening like is nonsensical or whatever. Like, I'm just enjoying the mystery of all of yeah. it. I really like all of the actors. I got really attached to all the characters. And super big fan um even with all the caveats of like yeah it's not really good but super big fan guilty watch or genuine watch i think for most people guilty watch um i definitely watched it i don't feel i don't feel i know, I know you, not you, guilty, you, but, but like, what the term intends to mean i know you don't like that term yeah but if you watch if you're enjoying something just enjoy it why feel guilty that's yeah, sort really of your don't... point but the the idea of guilty watch means i acknowledge this isn't great mm -hmm. or even necessarily good yeah but it's fun to yeah in, it's fun to enjoy either genuinely or ironically right and that wasn't even what i was gonna say about guilty watching like okay. i think most people now are like yeah i don't feel guilty but just i feel unapologetic about how bad it is and everything i don't give a crap that it is well i'll, I'll, um, I'll be expecting I'm... an apology at the end <laughs> no matter what <laughs> i don't need them to apologize to me again maybe about some of the stuff that's offensive not to me but whatever our listeners I would just, appreciate <laughs> i just purely enjoy it so much okay so i watched it when it was on it ended in like 2017 or something i think and then last year i rewatched all of it and i like didn't remember anything and it was so great really yeah yeah i had yeah as much as it did initially yeah. can i attempt to give the premise no like on yeah, the face ahead, just the, like a one mm. sentencer yeah so it's uh, a group of high school girls four of them five of them uh, well, it depends on what you're getting at. Fair enough. So uh, they have a friend named Allison. Then four. Who went missing. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, they start getting uh, mysterious texts right. from just the initial A, sort of dishing on all their secrets. So, you know, an example from the pilot is one of the, the girls accidentally sleeps with a teacher. Didn't know it was a teacher when she met him in a bar. Right. Ends up finding out that's my English teacher or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the second that she clocks like, oh no, I slept with the teacher. She gets a text that's like, ooh, it'd be a shame for this secret to get out. Yeah. Signed A. Yeah. That's happening to all the girls. Mm -hmm. So they're essentially being like, it's, it's Allison. Right. And I think that is, that's the launching point really. Right. Yeah. Like, they're all sort of privately being tormented by somebody who appears to know all of their secrets, mm -hmm. like the Circleville writer right. from yeah. last week. Yep. Um, and collectively, those. It of, is very like the Circleville writer. You're right. This makes yeah. for a, a beautiful double feature. Exactly. Yeah. The mm -hmm. the real life thing, and then yeah. a fictionalized sort of story of somebody who know who holds all the cards. Right. Um, but so I guess they're they're trying to figure out. Uh, is this Allison? Does she know all of our secrets and to what end? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... Which that's... is a fun idea. It's a bit of a thriller, right? There, yep. There's some, like, uh, there's dishiness there because it's all about rumors and stuff, but it's also the sort of scandal of uh, of way too, like, overly attractive kid high school. Oh, yeah, of course. This is, like, obviously pre-Riverdale or whatever, yep. but, like, it sort of feels like a proto-Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Riverdale's definitely trying to get a little piece of what Pretty Little Liars had. I think succeeds yeah. beyond Pretty Little Liars. What no? do you mean it did, did it better? Like just like in production value and stuff. I, watching the pilot, no. I just... No? Watching the pilot, I was just like, I don't believe any of these relations. It's really weird. It's really weird. I disagree heartily. Okay. Yeah. Um, I felt like from the pilot, it really clicked. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, it also has a lot of like fun horror references and homages and stuff. Uh, they have fun Halloween episodes. They definitely like to keep it like spooky and horror tinged. Yeah. Um, so th- it has all those thriller aspects that you were just talking about. Also that. And then it's also very relationship heavy and soapy. Yeah. Um, so that that's an aspect to it too. But so let me see all the stuff that you just said. Uh, oh, well, premise, how would you how would you phrase it? No, I mean it's basically what you oh, just okay. said. Right. Yeah, the, I was just explaining what the premise was, okay. um, and I wanted to give some examples of stuff that A would do or text from season one to kind of like set the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a text from A says, "When students kiss teachers, someone gets hurt. That's a promise I'll keep." A. Then there's poor Spencer, always wants Melissa's boyfriends. But remember, if you kiss, I tell. A. If you kiss, I tell. I think uh, is really fun. Yeah. So that's a fun threat. She. So a lot of the times, A is referencing secrets that the liars are trying to keep, and just the fact that A is even saying that they know it at all is an implicit threat that maybe they'll reveal it. What are right. they going to do with this info? I don't know who this person is. How um you know how powerful they are it's a whole thing uh hey em i've been replaced you found another friend to kiss a Uh because emily and allison had a smooch oh and emily is um hooking up with the neighbor who moved into allison's old house and apparently a is not really loving that and sort of like holding it over her but A doesn't always just send texts. They sometimes like do weird things to just remind you that they are omnipotent and everywhere. Um, for example, Hannah um, was in the car, I think, and a song was dedicated to her from A uh, called I Don't Need You Anymore. On the radio? Yeah. How did A... I don't know! ...possibly plan for that song to be dedicated when Hannah? Yeah was listening to the radio i don't know that's a great question it's because a can do anything is, is, any, is that sort of thing anything ever, is that sort of thing ever explained really no all right no 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 just a a is able to do all this they're a genius right and they can just do it all the, the, that's the kind of thing though where i'm like i think riverdale may have figured this out because it's more a little more plausible no I mean, I guess where you left off in River, Riverdale it is. Bear in mind, but, I've, I've barely watched Riverdale, so. Right. Riverdale is now about, like, alternate alternate dimensions, and, like, Lucifer lives in Riverdale now. Oh, and okay. Well, then, Archie not that. And Betty have superpowers. No, yeah. All right. And it's, I actually don't watch right. it anymore, but I'm aware. Season one of Riverdale. Yeah, I mean, I liked season, season one of Riverdale, but. It was plausible, technically. I, yeah, I suppose so, but I don't know. Who cares? Uh, no, I'm not saying I care. I'm just making a, a, an observation. Yeah, but you're saying it did it better because it was plausible, and I'm saying... Plausible doesn't matter. No. Yeah, okay, fair Apples enough. Apples and okay. oranges. Yes, all right, all right. Um, so here are some of the things that A is alluding to that A might want to reveal, because that's, that's really a deal. First of all, it's freaky that you're being surveilled constantly oh, yeah. somehow, but also they know these secrets and that they're always, especially, uh, well, what I'm going to refer to is in season one, but they're always kind of like threatening to reveal something um, if you don't go along with what they say. A ends up like blackmailing people into doing things kind of like as time goes on. So to uh, give you the lay of the land, um, some of the things that they are alluding to revealing are what is referred to as the Jenna thing. Now you watched the pilot of the uh, the series, and then you watched the season fin- or Excuse me, the series finale. I did indeed. So you 
did the bookends and you met Jenna. You texted me a quote from Jenna, who is the blind woman. Oh, okay. Where um, she said, I may not be able to see, but I can smell a bitch from a mile away. Oh, I couldn't believe that. That was a <laughs> hell of a line in the finale. I know. So I the reason a bitch from a mile away. The reason that Jenna is blind is the pretty little liars blinded her, basically. Whoa. Because so Allison was the mean girl head of yeah. their little friend group. She was like the boss of their friend group. And she was bullying like everybody but bullying toby um who was just like a weirdo loner in school or something so she encouraged all of her friends to put like fireworks or something or stink bombs or something into this garage that toby was supposed to be in but jenna was in there and things went wrong and she ended up losing her sight but nobody knows that it was the liars who did that. So if things went right, Toby would have lost his sight? <laughs> I think if things went right, it would just be like loud and scary in there. Oh, if things went wrong in addition to this switcheroo of, of who was it? Right. There. It wasn't okay. supposed to be as brutal as that. <laughs> it was and not also intended it was, to be violence. No. Okay. And also it was that Jenna was there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jenna, I think, kind of knew that it was them, but was like sort of lording it over them. And then also A started doing that. And so they would refer to that as the Jenna thing. Um, What you alluded to before, Arya and her teacher Ezra, who had a relationship that started in a bar before she knew he was his teacher. I mean, she knew he was her teacher and before he knew he was her teacher, um, but they kept on. Arya's dad having an affair with a student. A oh. kept poking about that. Okay. Uh, he's a, a college professor. Chad Lowe, brother of Rob. Really? I think Allie called that. Oh, really? I think yeah. She, she was like, that guy looks like Rob Lowe. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer kissing her sister Melissa's boyfriend. Hannah's mom stole from the bank that she works at because oh. Hannah's mo- uh, Hannah's dad left the family and kind of left them high and dry and they needed some money. And Emily being gay and um, like hooking up or having a relationship with her neighbor. Okay, so where I've decided to go with this is, you know, for time's sake, talking about the A's that we yes. encounter. The unveilings of different A's. So there are multiple. Yes. Okay. And there are not only multiple like boss A's, there are teams of A's. You can be on the A team because either you hate the pretty little liars for some reason. And so I guess you just call out to the sky like, hey, I'm ready. And they like find you. Not that, but just somehow you'll link up even though A is a mysterious figure. Um, And yeah, there are different people. So A is Jigsaw. But different people might be an apprentice. Yeah. To Jigsaw. Or like we were saying last week, the Circleville writer might have been more than one person who they all just figured out how to do the same handwriting. Right. This is everybody's playing the role of A, who is tormenting the Pretty Little Liars. Right. And there's also talk of, um, because usually it's like the A game. It's that A likes to screw with them and sort of like marionette puppet their lives. Okay. And so there's some talk of stealing the game. Somebody else took the game from me. Oh. I'll get to it. I know it's really weird. I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was like, what? I don't understand what that means. How can somebody steal the game? You could just keep screwing with them too. It's still weird and still doesn't really make sense. Do you think that sort of thing is born out of like just needing to keep the show going? Yeah. Like the plot got messy because they got picked up for another season and they wrote themselves into a corner. 
Yeah, they absolutely repeatedly wrote themselves into corners. They constantly wrote themselves into corners. Yeah, maybe not constantly, but a lot. Okay. Yeah, and then it was just... Either, I mean, it's hard to say. I can think of one thing in particular that I'll get to that was, like, without... There's no question they wrote themselves into a corner. The other things, I don't know if it was just a choice and it's a weird choice or whatever. Um, and also, again, this was a, a teen show. This originally was yeah. on ABC Family, uh-huh. which eventually uh, turned into Freeform because, like, Pretty Little Liars wasn't really a very kidsy show, actually. Yeah, right. And other shows on the network were sort of similar. So they were like, it's probably hurting our ratings that it's called ABC Family. Yeah. Um, so they changed it. But, like... There is still that like young adulty sort of aspect to it yeah, that pulpiness. doesn't have to be as well thought out, I guess you would say, and serious. Totally, They're I like can, kids will go with it. I, I absolutely get the idea of like I can imagine a kid being super pumped to be like, and then there's A, but another A tries to muscle Stole out the, the original A, and the parents are like, "That's great, that's nice." Yeah, but I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Right, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk about the first A, Mona. Oh, it has nothing to do with an A name. No, no. The bit that I left out. It's just kind of screwing with them that, like, maybe it could be Allison. Yeah. Because Allison, I left this out. Mm -hmm. Allison, who went missing for a year, at the end of the pilot, they say they found her body. Right. I will explain that. And then the the texts keep coming in. They're like, it'll take a lot more than that to stop the game. Mm -hmm. Signed, A. Almost like the implication is, like, maybe this is somebody who killed Allison. Who is yeah. masquerading using the A in it? That's why the A is an A at all. Right. Is that it's all about it's, Allison? It's supposed to be Allison, but Allison's actually dead. Mm-hmm. So who is it? And right. It's someone named Mona. Right. Okay. It is Mona. Okay. Um, you see Mona in the pilot. They do some flashbacks when Allison was alive, and she's like kind of this mousy girl who's like, "Allison, Aria, wait up!" And Allison's like, "Ew, let's get away from her!" And they run away. It's yeah. Not nice. Um, Allison's uncreative nickname for her was Loser Mona. Oh. And so when Aria, so. After Allison went missing, the girls all kind of went their separate ways. Their friend, their friend group kind of broke up, and Arya moved to Iceland with her family while her dad was on sabbatical, uh, basically because they thought that maybe it would be good for Arya to have a little change of scenery. But also, Byron, her father, was running away from this affair situation. He, he broke it off. And had to go there. There are a lot of names on this show. Byron, Ezra. I have never met an Ezra. I realize that people have that name, but I've never met an Ezra. Of course, I know. I I believe at the end there, there's a mention of like a Willow and like a Bryson. It's like very, you know, um, like... I remember you were texting me Addison. Addison. Just like these are, these are very much like, these are teen show names to me, you know? Right. Um, So yeah, so, so Arya moves away. The group all kind of like goes to their separate corners and then when Arya moves back they start to uh, get back together as friends and especially when Allison's body is found they start to be more tight-knit again now Hannah who was you know part of this group while they had all kind of split up was hanging out with Mona a ton okay and Mona and Hannah had like a major glow up and became like the hot it girls. Oh, okay. But then uh, Hannah, like somewhat, not really drops Mona, but she's just like hanging out with these, these other girls a lot. And that's when the A texts start up. When Hannah is starting to blow off Mona, all of a sudden they're all getting these text oh, messages. So Mona almost had a taste of the good life, the right. popular life, but then was shunted off to the side and thought, I've got an idea. I'll, I'll 
they're going to get some payback. Yeah. For ignoring me and making fun of me all these years. Even when I thought maybe I'd be one of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. Turned out I was not. So I'll get them. Yep. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, so it is unveiled that it is Mona. Uh, when so she's kind of working with them because like I said she didn't like completely like or excuse me Hannah didn't completely ditch Mona where it's like oh we like don't talk to her anymore it's just that she's not spending as much time with her which is almost worse where you're like oh no I can see the writing's on the wall she's drifting away from me back to the real cool kids again right I'm a loser I'm still a loser I'm still loser Mona my nickname my cool Um, nickname but like it's okay like she's you know she's still hanging out with Hannah it's not like it's not that weird it's just that that they're not like the ultimate besties that they were exclusive right from everybody else anymore it's that like she's kind of integrated into their group but she's never quite like totally glued in like the rest of them are okay um but so she's helping them try to find a even though she is a she's working it from both sides and so there's one point where she and spencer follow some clues to the lost woods motel which is basically the bates motel there's like a guy who works there who's very norman batesy cool and they find a's lair so it it seems like a must have rented a motel room and there are pictures of the liars everywhere like a perfect creepy lair there's like a dollhouse there are um i'm trying i'm trying i might get be be getting mixed up in time but just all kinds of creepy a stuff stuff. yeah and uh it's just the two of them together and at one point mona is talking to spencer and she's like oh you want some gum and spencer's like no i'm fine i'm thanks and is going through the books that are there the diaries and she's flipping through a notebook and there is a gum wrapper as the bookmark in it and she's like huh actually mona can i have a piece of gum and mona's like oh um i think i left it in the car let me go get it and spencer's like okay and so oh and also they're aware that a they've never like you know seen a full-on but they've seen somebody in like an all-black outfit in a hoodie pulled up like in the shadows that's yeah. like what a looks like or whatever and uh mona comes back in and she's in the hoodie and spencer turns around and she's like i don't know what she says but mona hits her and knocks her out and then puts her in the car and has like a villain talk with her she's like you guys all thought you were so perfect or you know whatever and um is going to drive herself and spencer it seems like like off a cliff whoa so they're having this like crazy car thing going on and then spencer calls hannah or one of the liars and puts it on speaker so they know what the deal is and they're somehow able to like intercept her they triangulate the signal they do they triangulate the single signal and they're somehow able to intercept her and um you know like she could have picked a closer cliff i have to assume i guess so i don't know i guess the lost woods motel is kind of far out there yeah it's really far from the cliff she wanted to drive to right it's close which is close to the other girls apparently okay it seems to have gone that way all right and um at at one point like mona and spencer out of the car and mona just like has like a primal scream like "Ah!" it's like super pissed off and then like attacks spencer and it's like tussling with her and then mona falls off the cliff oh and they're like oh no mona or whatever but hannah goes and gets her because she's like mona is not well like what do you mean goes and gets her off the cliff I think Hannah goes and gets jump her. off to catch her like Spider-Man? Mm, unclear. <laughs> Not sure. She get whatever. I shouldn't say cliff. Like, major she hill. She gets... It's a big hill. I don't know. It's pretty <laughs> cliffy. Drive off a big hill. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess to Cliff. I guess to Cliff. I don't know. Mona is retrieved Maybe somehow. Slightly less dramatic. Yeah. She's rolling down that hill. It looks really, 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 really fun. Yeah. Oh no. I think she's having a good time. I think I better go after her. Wee. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how they get Mona. Whatever, they get Mona. Right. Uh, but they do, and then she goes to uh, Radley Sanitarium. Okay. And there is a weird dropped, like, <laughs> just like, definitely like wrote themselves into court and then dropped a thing where somebody walks in and she's like on the bed in the sanitarium. And it's very like typical, like, you know, crazy person place. And she's in like a ratty bathrobe and not wearing makeup and whatever. And she's like, I did what you told me to do right. or whatever. And they leave it there. So there's a real A. There, I mean, Mona. there, there is, but the real A behind Mona story does not line up with what happens there. It doesn't okay. make sense. Yeah. So you know, you you just, it just uh, it, 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 the scene is almost like a metaphor. <laughs> the point is, it's not only Mona. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's exactly that. And they weren't sure how or why yet. But I that's don't that think. stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so before I talk about the next A, there's context that has to be laid. Great. Um, for the, I'm thrilled. The I'll do this all night. Kristen, I'll sit here all night. Because <laughs> uh, if I just say who it is, you're, it, it just won't make any sense. So here's the deal. In season three, somebody named Cece Drake shows up in Rosewood, and she says that she and Allie were super duper close. Allison, and, the missing girl. Allison, the okay, missing the girl. Dead, the dead missing girl. Right. Um, and she, she runs into the liars in the coffee shop that they always hang out in and they say something that reminds her of Alice. Maybe it was like a turn of phrase or whatever. And she's like, are you, um, Aria, Emily, Spencer, and Hannah? Like I knew Allie told me so much about you girls, whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Nice to meet you. Um, she seems kind of shady, but also kind of nice. You could just be like, all right, she's just going to like further the story of Allison and fill in some gaps because there's a lot about Allie that's really mysterious. Like the same way that A would send texts, like, you know, threatening to reveal things. Allie in real life was quite a troublemaker. Um, definitely into like messing around these girls' lives. Like I have to she, say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I watched the pilot. Right. Which I do agree with you. I think it's very like, it's very effective at tidally setting up the mm-hmm. entire show. Everything. Yes. In the the opening two minutes, the cold open is so fast and short, though. Yeah. There's a moment where Allison, one of the only times we see her alive with these girls, she's sitting around and she goes, hmm, friends, friendship. <laughs> I know. We wouldn't keep secrets from each other, now would we? <laughs> no, like, no, she says. so controlling. She's super controlling, but she's like, we ha- we tell each other our secrets. That's what keeps us close. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, this is I rewatched so... them too after you did, so it's a little fresh. The open of that first episode is real fast, and then they they're all sleeping in a barn or something. Well, yeah, because Spe- yes, Spencer has like a barn on her property that she's redoing. But so. one of the girls wakes up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But the way she gets up is it's as if she wasn't sleeping at all. She just kind of like pops up and goes, "Huh, where's Allison?" Yeah, yeah. And then nudges someone lightly, and they all wake up together. Yeah. Like nudges one person and now everyone's awake. Yeah. <laughs> like perfectly awake. Like, I don't know. Where where do you think she went? Where I'm like, they weren't really sleeping. <laughs> I, I know they weren't really sleeping. You sleep lightly in the bar. I guess so. Um, but so yeah, Allison was like very dramatic and a real like, you know, crapster or whatever. Yeah. And also, interestingly, the actress who played her, even though she like plays everybody else like a fiddle, was 13 and they were all 16. Whoa. But she had a very commanding presence. I feel like she pulled that off 
beautifully of being like 13. the like the queen bee yeah that's who's wild. like really really mean to all of her friends but yeah. she was the youngest by far of all of them which is cuckoo um and so yeah there are things about allison like you kind of know that she had like a secret relationship with somebody at one point but they don't really know who um because she would like go visit family in another state and like what was Allie up to like you're just aware that this girl's up to something she has her own secrets she wants everybody else's secrets but she doesn't reveal a lot of her own a little bit like laura palmer it's totally a laura palmer thing yeah. like there there's even a picture of Allie, yeah uh allison that they you know put up everywhere it's like it's very much a laura palmer yeah. homage um so it kind of made sense that maybe cc is coming and she's going to start filling in some of these gaps in Allie's background or whatever. And, um, you know, along the way, she tells them that Allison had been hooking up with an older guy and got pregnant oh. um, a summer when they were hanging out. Could that be who killed her, possibly? Ah. And so that's what we're starting to wonder now. But we don't know this yet, but we know that Cece does later. She knows Allie is actually alive and on the run. Uh-huh. Um, so she is in town ostensibly to get revenge on the person who killed her which is uh the guy she was hooking up with the older guy who she shouldn't have who been getting with revenge cc is getting revenge on detective wilden okay detective wilden you said that like i should be able to go like whoa <laughs> <laughs> well he's in the first episode so i thought you might know who it was um oh. de- detective wilden is a detective in town obviously um and he- i saw his name <laughs> What? That's not just his name. <laughs> he's yeah, a he's, detective in town. He's a detective to in clarify. town, obviously. Um, and he is who was known as Beach Hottie in Allison's diary, Whoa. who she hooked up with and got pregnant. Okay. Um, so we think so. She killed. So Cece kills Wilden. Okay. Without more information. We think in real time that this is revenge for him killing Allie. Correct. But in time, we come to find out that it's because he finds out that Allie is actually alive and that she's not dead. And so Cece kills him, not for revenge, but to keep it secret because she doesn't want it out there that Allison is alive. Would this man be a threat to Allison? Um, no, not not really. Not with, not with the information that she has. Okay. Um, so CC, this is C- she's not, she's not saving Allison's life or anything. Not not really. I mean, you kind of think it to a degree, but we find out that Al- that A is also messing with Allison. So Allison is on the run oh. from somebody who okay. thinks that they killed her and has been and all so, this time. Right. And so if Allison is shown to be alive, maybe that person is gonna make sure they actually kill her this time. What was the body? I'm going to get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know what? Actually, I think that's a great time. Oh. For us to have a little tiny miniature cliffhanger. Very well. And hear from one of our fellow podcasting friends. Yes, take a listen to this. September 1978, serial killer Rodney Alcala appears on The Dating Game. February 1994, 34 hospital workers are exposed to an unexplained toxic lady. March 2022, Experian emails a Los Angeles podcaster about a mysterious credit score change, completely unjustified. Wait, did we cover that? I mean, we could have. I said it was mysterious. Okay, we're Ghost Town and we cover true crime, paranormal, and other weird history. The cult of Capital One. (laughs) But here's one more date. July 2018, a trailer drops for a new podcast called Ghost Town. Over 300 episodes 
later, we've covered everything from the Los Feliz murder house to the Noid. Ever hear of the Tetris murders or the Denver Spider-Man or the underground satanic magazine Tuesday's Child? Didn't think so. We've got stories you won't hear anywhere else by two writers, producers, and comedians. We're LA 4s, but Wisconsin 7s. Hey, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. Available every Wednesday and Friday. Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Wherever you get your podcasts. You're a Wisconsin 8. Hmm. All right. So in addition to that, we just want to make sure you know about our Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash pod. And we have a number of different tiers there. You can select whatever works for you. And we put out bonus episodes every single week. We have a back catalog of dozens of them. We have other stuff that even lives outside of the bonus episode framework. So we have commentaries for all five screen movies, video game playthroughs. And there's also a Discord community that's really bustling and full of really, really awesome awesome nice people just chatting all day yeah right mm-hmm. now we're in the midst of doing a, a bit of a dive into unsolved mysteries on the netherworld dispatch yeah so this past monday we watched some uh, clips that we remembered from our childhood some spooky clips and stuff um the stockton arsonist mm-hmm. is a big one that's like one of the claimed to be one of the scariest things unsolved mysteries ever did yeah we listened to that tape it is messed disturbing. up disturbing very disturbing yeah uh and we just recorded the next episode of the netherworld dispatch where we have even more uh unsolved mysteries clips some reenactments and stuff that came to us from our listeners kate and chloe so thank yeah. you so much for sending those in oh yeah um, and we also look at the leonard nimoy show in search of uh-huh a little bit yeah um in a past episode i talked about a haunted toys r us and this episode of in search of goes into that more and it's super fun to yeah, it's wild it's super fun so this past monday was just for demons mm-hmm. uh this coming monday is i believe for ghost demons and banshees i want to say mm-hmm. i think so so you can go to patreon.com slash pod there'll be an explanation of the tiers and you can find out what the hell that means exactly yeah all right all right <laughs> so you're right you before the break you said so they found a body for allison though right. what the hell is the deal um okay <laughs> so <laughs> Allison was indeed buried alive. Oh. Okay. okay. But she rose from the grave. Wait a minute. So a year after she went missing, she was buried alive. No, no, no. She was buried alive at the time. Whoa. Yeah, like when it happened. Um but she immediately rose from the grave later that night. Okay. This is an extremely, extremely rare supernatural twist <gasps> in Pretty Little Liars. This is because there was a spinoff from Pretty Little Liars that was a strip supernatural show Whoa. called Ravenswood. Because in the course of their detective work on Pretty Little Liars, they visited this nearby town, Ravenswood, and then they decided to make a whole spinoff out of that featuring one of the most popular characters, a boyfriend, uh, Hannah's boyfriend named Caleb. That show only lasted a season. It was not good. I watched maybe an episode or two and I was like, ah, it's not really for me. But what happened to Allison is basically a tie-in to Ravenswood. What? Yes. Doesn't That's such an important plot point. Yes. But in a show that is so full of important plot points... It's easy for one to get lost in the sauce somewhat. But this is a 
I know. It's crazy. I would say this is maybe one of the biggest. Yes. Without knowing more about the show. It, the entire, it for sure is. The entire show is set up on the notion that Allison is missing. Yeah. No, wait, her body is found. She's been dead for the last year. Right. Explaining that with some element of, of again, plausibility, which I understand is not a requirement no. here, I feel is important. It, theoretically, sure. But, all right. So you're, what, you're right. You're right. But I just... You know, you just don't care. <laughs> it's just so. It's just so. It's just so awesome. Uh, listen, I mean, Twin Peaks is is all supernatural, basically, yeah. right? And I, I love that. But I guess I know from no, the just jump weird. that it's supernatural. No, it's completely weird that all of a sudden there is a brief supernatural angle. So if you ignore the spinoffs, yeah, just in this otherwise based right. in reality show, you're just like, how did Mrs. Grunwald find her and pull her from her grave? Okay. All right, please explain. Okay. So. I'm, bl- I'm, I'm like in shock. <laughs> I'm a little bit in shock. All right. So when, huh. they go, when they go to Ravenswood, in the course of Pretty Little Liars, uh-huh. they meet a woman named Mrs. Grunwald. There was like a, hmm, I'm trying to remember what this was. Exactly. I didn't write it down. I think she was like the house mother for a sorority or something. Okay. That may, yeah, that's a thing. She's like an older gal. Yeah. And she's also psychic and has visions. Right. She's an awesome looking lady. She has like the bluest eyes in the entire world, I think naturally, like super like light, clear blue eyes. So she has that kind of eerie look to her. And um, yeah, she's in touch with other realms. Okay. And Allison crossed paths with her in real life when she was hanging out with Cece and going to these college parties and stuff and meeting older dudes and all of that. So she had met Mrs. Grunwald before and they had something of a connection. They they just liked each other. Or when something. you say older dudes, you like 90s? <laughs> I mean, 90s? No, like, you know, uh, she, I mean, she was supposed to be like 15 or something. and They're like college dudes. Right. And like in their early twenties or whatever. Oh, okay. The nice. timelines are also very, it's it's all me- it's all me- messed up. That's fine, but I was off by about seventy years. So. Right? No, not quite older to that okay. degree. <laughs> detective Wilden was like the young hottie detective, and that's who she hooked up with. Okay. I'm um, still way too old for her. Not, Genuinely, don't remember this man. Not. Good. I'm sorry okay. to this man. Do you remember that? I mean, we're going to talk to this man very soon. He, the actor who plays him, is one of the hosts of Bigfoot Collectors Club, Bryce Johnson. I did know that. Yeah. Um. He's the guy who kind of like Ashley, who's ha- Hannah's mom in the pilot episode. She sort of bribed Detective Wilden with her body. To get oh. Hannah out of um, an arrest for stealing sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. The sunglasses event. Yes, of course. Yeah, the okay. sunglasses okay. event okay. of the pilot. Yes. That I remember. Yes. Yeah. Also, listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I Will made fun of me because he said I bring it up too much. Um, well, you drop, you drop names all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, she met Mrs. Grunwald or whatever, and I guess was aware that she was psychic or something. Sure. So then Allison is buried alive. I will explain it very briefly. And called out with her mind, either just in general or to Mrs. Grunwald's. I'm not totally sure, but like Mrs. Grunwald sensed a disturbance in the force uh-huh. and so came to Allison's house and pulled her out of the ground. And then Allison was like, I need to hide. This person tried to kill me. They're going to try again. I need to go on the run. And Mrs. Grunwald helped her escape and go on the run. Okay. Okay. So I'll accept it because I have to. Right. There's no choice. <laughs> yeah. So who was grave? Oh, yeah. All right. We find out that it was Bethany Young. This was a patient at Radley. 
Um, and again, I know this is annoying, but it all, I'm going to talk about it in just a few no, minutes, fine, but that's fine. who was in the grave. Okay. So Allison eventually comes back. She's like, all right, it's been long enough. It's safe. I'm going to come back to Rosewood. I also have to save my friends. They're in all kinds of mess. It seems like it has to do with me. I'm going to show that I am back in biz. So she comes back because Mona starts messing with them. It's a while after that, but kind of okay, so yeah, yeah, because yeah. they've started to be messed with. Okay. Um, I think by this point, we know that it's not either just Mona or, you know, whatever, because I think Mona is still in Radley, so they're like, somebody else is messing with us, what's going on? And But um, Allison has made a turn, too. I used to be something of a bully, but I'll, I'll come back to try to save everybody. Iffy, kind of. I mean, she comes yeah. back, at first it seems that way. She's like, I, you know, I was a jerk, like I've kind of turned over a new leaf, but she kind of reverts. She kind of likes the attention that she gets from being back, everybody's mm. talking about okay. her, and she, you know, starts being a huge bitch again. Um, and then, you know, A texts are still going on and they start to suspect maybe this is Allie. Like, maybe this is all like a totally whacked out Allie mind game and it really is her. So they're all kind of suspicious. Um, Mona has, again, somehow gotten back into the good graces somewhat of the liars. Hannah definitely is like, I love Mona. She's my friend. She's not well. Like, I will still be friends with her. The other girls kind of begrudgingly are. Um, because Mona is also like a super genius. She can help them with all kinds of stuff. She's like super tech savvy um, and also just super eager. Yeah. So if they need help solving mystery stuff, like Mona kind of has skills or know-how to help them with that. Um, in the midst of that, uh, Mona is apparently attacked and killed by A in her home. She's about to be onto something big when all of a sudden Mona goes missing and there is blood all over the place in her room, so much so that the police approach this as a homicide because how could she have possibly survived this when there is so much blood friggin' everywhere? Of course. Because of A's, like, you know, devious machinations, first Allison is arrested and convicted of Mona's murder, and then the rest of the liars are arrested as accomplices. Okay. This leads to one of the craziest things that ever happened on Pretty Little Liars. I remember I was so excited in real time. I was like, what the hell is going on? This is something known as the dollhouse. Okay. So they are, Allison's not there because Allison's like already in the clink. But Hannah, Spencer, Aria, and Emily are all being transported to jail together. They've been booked, they're fingerprinted, all that kind of stuff. And they're in, you know, the jail vehicle. When all of a sudden the vehicle is hijacked, it's like you know, boom, 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 and they're like flying all over the place, and the back door's open, and it's a, it's like hoodie person, whatever, and they're like, oh, no, and they're you know drugged or gassed or whatever. They wake up in exact replicas of all of their rooms. So Hannah wakes up in what looks like her room, and she's like wearing her prison stuff. She like knows she was kind of drugged. She's like, mom, what the hell is like banging on the door? It shows all of them like having this realization of like, this isn't right. Like, our, you know, Emily looks in the corner and she sees there's a camera on her. Aria goes to her window that has books on it and moves them. And it's just hollow book for show things. Like the Arrested Development house. Yeah, yeah. The model home. Yeah, totally. Uh, Spencer throws a chair at a window that's in her room and realizes there's just a wall right behind the window and they're like what the hell and so 
the doors at one point just all automatically open at the same time. They're let out of their rooms. They see each other. And then they see who they thought was dead, Mona. But she's wearing a, a blonde wig. And she's wearing what is now in PLL canon and understanding an iconic outfit. The outfit that Allison was killed in. This is actually important. Alice, because they always show like different vantage points of the night Allison was killed to try to like, was it this person who ran into her? Was it that person that she pissed off? And it's always Allison in this multi-tiered yellow top and her long hair or whatever. So Mona is dressed like that. And they're like, Mona, you're alive. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm Allie. And... So you come to find there are cameras on them all the time. It is so cuckoo. And somehow, you know, Mona, like, her breath or whatever is like, A, put me here. She, she makes me dress like Allie. She made me do my hair like oh, this. Oh, so she's, as long a as she's saying she's, she's captive. a captive, As too. long as I okay. act like Allie, I don't get punished. So, like, we just have to, like, act like her doll. Because the whole thing with the A game is, like, you're manipulating these people like they're your dolls in a dollhouse. So she has created an actual, or they have created an actual dollhouse, and you just got to act it out. Like, they uh, put the hair dye that, what's her name, Arya used to have, pink streaks in her hair, put it in her room and make her do her hair like that. It's this whole weird thing. And then also tortures the liars by um like doing different stuff to them like they will um sometimes go to their room and there's just like these there are these buzzers in there and they have to pick which of their friends get to eat get to have some water or will be shocked by something Whoa. and they have to choose or else they'll be shocked or you know whatever so they're each each other's tamagotchis yes yes evil tamagotchis yeah and it's all very traumatic messed up and um, A wants them to have a prom. They basically realize that A is trying to like relive some sort of like high school days that either they didn't get or, you know, who knows what. So they are supposed to put on a prom. And like A never speaks to them, but there are series of like bells that will go off and you start to learn like one bell is yes, two bells means no. Um, you know, they'll open all the doors and all of a sudden they'll be like, gowns there and things to make a ballroom look so nice. It's clearly communicated. Yeah. Is, is, are, are these bells chiming even when Mona is present? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mona, yeah, Mona's fully present. But you're right to be thinking that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> so... <laughs> They, while they've been on the trail... I must be some sort of a master detective. <laughs> uh, while they've been on the trail... I, this part I could be messing up a little bit timeline-wise, but it all leads to the same thing. They have found pictures of somebody in Allie's family that they have never seen before. There's a little boy with her brother, Jason. And they're like, is there another deal around us that we don't know about? Like, what the hell's the deal? And in, in a... In a room in the dollhouse, there are those like letter little kid blocks. And if you, they're, you know, scrambled up, but if you put them all right, they say Charles. So they're like, okay, I think Charles is A. Now, when I saw this in real time, I was like, that is so Charles of all names. It's such like an old man weird name. And now Charles is very central to my life. Right. And their life, it was so weird. So I'm talking about Charles all the time. And, um, so yeah, they're like, all right, Charles is a, what's the deal? This must be Allie's like brother or something. And it's all but confirmed when they have their prom and there's somebody in a tuxedo wearing like a weird, like marquee kind of mask. 
and there are all these um, mannequins that are set up like they're the other people at prom, like partying or something. And like this figure steps out from behind one of them and they're like, okay, that's A, that's Charles, go. And they have been rigging some sort of like explos- explosion. <laughs> when they bombs? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Because they're supposed to be putting on like the best prom ever or something. And so they've been doing decorations and lighting and whatever. So they figure out how to make something explode so that they can make a run for it. And, um, you know, they they get out. There's a lot more fanfare to it, but they get out. And so the next season, they are all acquitted because Mona is alive, obviously. Um, but also, obviously, of course, A keeps messing with them. Well, and what was the blood? The blood. Oh, uh, Mona uh, extracted her own blood to fake her death. <laughs> We later find out that this was Mona working with A because she was double crossing the girls yet again. Um, but she, you know, tells her boyfriend, Mike, who's Arya's brother, that she had done this like so that she could research A in safety or something and have A think she's dead and be away. Um, well, she got captured. Right. But she was also working with them. Right. There were multiple double crosses going on. Okay. So she had been working with them until A captured her and made her act like Allie. Okay. Right. Now here is the big one. So, you know, this season, A is torturing them all the time. Not good. They finally track A to Radley Sanitarium. And we have an unveiling. And the villain monologue and all villain monologues is the entire episode is Charlotte De Laurentiis explaining the whole deal cc drake who we knew before is actually charlotte who was born charles oh so this is bad it's very bad so they i understand yes yeah um so Allie has no memory of her as a child so wait a minute doesn't this also sort of happened in the last episode of a hidden sibling yes it does they did that twice yes come on yeah they did yeah whatever okay um (laughs) so Allie had no memory of charlotte in her life as a child because Allie was an infant and uh charlotte was sent to radley sanitarium when Allie was very young and then charlotte posed as Cece to get close to Allie and be part of the family after she was ostracized because here's what happened uh, she was born to Mary Drake. This is Allison's mother, Jessica's secret twin sister. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, because so three secret sisters. Yes. Okay. Uh, because Mary was in Radley Sanitarium, uh, the baby was given to Jessica and Kenneth, Allie's dad, and he was always salty about it. He was like, I wasn't trying to have this kid. Now I have this kid or whatever. Uh, when who was known as Charles at the time, started dressing up in women's or girls' clothing. Kenneth forbade it, was a total asshole about it. And then after a complete just weird freak accident where Charlotte was giving Allie a bath and Allie slipped under, Kenneth was there and he's like, oh, she's trying to drown the baby or whatever, and forced her to be sent to Radley like her mother was, just put away. We're not dealing with this. Okay. This is not good. First of all, story-wise, they completely pulled this out of their asses. Yeah. It makes absolutely no... I mean, besides just all the, the craziness of it, it makes no sense that Cece Drake, who seemed fully transitioned, fully living life like only in the feminine, was then presenting 
herself as male in the dollhouse as Charles wearing right. a tux right. using the name Charles. It, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and then also just simply, there's no need for a trans psychopath storyline. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, people were outraged both at the preposterousness really? of this. When, when did yes. this air? Like tw- 15, 16, 2015, 16? Yeah, something like that. So, Back then, people were uh, 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 sort of with it enough to be like, this, yeah. is, this is bad. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Probably a little less with it than now, but it was still... I, I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is so bad. Um, so, completely nuts. So, okay. So, to, con- to continue with Charlotte's story, Jessica, so Allie's mom... Um, and Charlotte's adoptive mom always visited Radley and encouraged Charlotte to be herself. She brought her clothes so she'd be comfortable as a woman there. And she even brought her some clothes that matched Allie's outfits. So when she would go shopping for Allie, she would buy some clothes for Charlotte at the same time and be double. This is important. The iconic shirt comes oh into play okay. here. Charlotte's roommate was Bethany Young the girl who ended up in Allie's grave okay. when they found the body. Okay. So eventually over time, as she got older, Charlotte was given privileges to leave Radley here and there because she was seemingly doing better. So she was allowed to leave to take college classes, but then she would come back there. She basically lived there, but she could kind of come and go. Um, and even then when she was taking college classes, she exhibited some like erratic tendencies, like calling in bomb threats just for the hell of it. So she's got a little taste yeah. of controlling stuff to her already eventually her roommate uh bethany found out that jessica the mom was having an affair with bethany's dad uh because charlotte had privileges to come and go that bethany did not have bethany wanted to go out and uh confront jessica so she dressed in scarlet's clothes excuse me uh charlotte's clothes and like posed as her to leave Radley grounds to go confront Jessica. So Charlotte realized this happened, that Bethany is missing, kind of put two and two together and freaked out because she didn't want Bethany to hurt her mom, followed her. And then when she saw her outside of her house wearing her outfit, she bashed her over the head with a rock, but it wasn't Bethany. It was Allison. Okay. So Charlotte accidentally killed, but didn't Allison. That Wow. Later on, in that same night... It all just came crashing down on me. That, wow. That is wild. That is very complicated. And you may say, if, if that wasn't Bethany, what happened to Bethany? Bethany's running around that same night. We're in the exact same outfit as Allison, just by happenstance. Right. Mona comes across Bethany. Okay. Thinks she's Allison and kills her. So like, Mo- actually kills her. So before, before the show started, Mona... Mm-hmm. had already murdered somebody right right in cold blood right on the spot yet right. yes when she reveals herself as a she takes a long time to find a cliff to drive off of so long in fact that she's prevented from doing so. right i mean i think it was somewhat happenstance that she came across Allie and it was like a crime of opportunity or something okay. so I, I don't know that she i could be wrong i don't think she wow. plotted and planned Allie's the death the clothes are so important i don't the clothes are extremely important in- incredibly important okay so Because it was, you know, her daughter, even though it broke her heart, Jessica helped Charlotte bury Allison, who's also her daughter, and cover up her murder so that Charlotte doesn't, like, go to jail. So wait a minute. 
How, how do they bury Allison? They just bury her in the ground. They, and then they Allison like, they like calls out to the grave. Grunwald. Yeah. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. the Grunwald. They call her <laughs> it that. makes it sound like there's a monster. They call her that in the show sometimes. Call out to the Grunwald. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they dug like their own grave. Yes. They shouldn't have a funeral. No. I mean, well, they, they if, if all had gone to plan, Allie would just be missing forever. You know what I mean? It's not like they announced Allie is dead. Somebody yeah, yeah, found yeah, 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 Bethany yeah, yeah. Young's body. And thought it was Allison. Allie. Did no testing or something. At all. Right. And uh, and kept it moving. Okay. Okay. So that's what happened. So up to this point, Charlotte is, you know, kind of erratic, but she's not like evil A or whatever. She became A when she met uh, Mona at Radley. When Mona came to Radley, Charlotte was already a patient there. She meets Mona and Mona tells her about her, you know, the liars basically, and says basically that they suck and that they are glad that Allie was dead. And that infuriates Charlotte because it was an accident. She loved Allie. And she's like, these girls are happy she's dead. Screw them. That's when she stole the game, as they say in the show, and started torturing them. Okay. Okay. So but, that's. But Mona had a sort of a, they had a frenemy situation. They were pretty much just friends, Charlotte and Mona, uh, to begin with. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so even when Allie was alive again and came back, Charlotte was already still, she was already so hooked on the game that she couldn't give it up. So she effed with her too and conspired with Mona to frame Allie for Mona's murder. Wait, but her entire motive to start with was, I, I love I know. Allison. I know. It makes no sense. Okay. It makes no All sense. Right. She was so hooked on the game, the drug of it by now that she decided to screw with Allie too. And why is it relevant at all that she's trans? Just because they wanted to, because they should outside written. of outside of accidentally having a prom king show up, is there any anything else? No, it's just that it's purely that that they wrote themselves, and they probably were like, it'd be cool to have somebody recognizable to the show who turns out to be this Uber A. Mm, okay, it's so stupid. Okay, whatever. Um. Okay, so. She is, you know, like caught slash surrenders after this monologue where she reveals all to the girls and uh, goes to another psychiatric facility where she says that she got better, um, but she was really simply biding her time until she could get out. Which is what Mona did. Right. Mona knows this, takes one to know one. So once Charlotte is out, she confronts her and she's like, I know what you're up to. I know you're not changed and I am changed and I don't want you to screw with my friends. Like, don't do it. And um, Charlotte, and so I think she like calls Charlotte to meet her so she can say all this. And they're in a, a church. Uh, like Steeple? A, bell yeah, Tower? Yeah, basically. and Yeah, it's Bell Tower. And um, she's like, you're not going to do this to my friends, whatever. And she's like, oh, like, they're going to wish that it was like before when I get my hands on them. Like, I cannot wait to mess with this town. Like, it's going to be a S show. And so then Mona's like, no, you won't. And they, like, get into a tussle. And she, like, slams uh, Charlotte, like, against this metal part hanging out of the wall and kills her. And then throws her out of the bell tower to try to kind of, like, stage a suicide, basically. Definitely dead. Definitely dead. Actually dead. Yes, actually dead now. Okay. Um, so that spurns on our final A. Who comes so Mona's on to killed scene. twice. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> correct. Okay. Okay. This leads us to the. But the, final. do they find out that Mona killed Charlotte? The liars find out. The world at large doesn't. Okay. Yeah. The, the liars. They're okay with that. They don't like it. 
<laughs> All right. I don't think they're going to be friends with her. Everything in that finale, as you saw, happens so friggin' fast. No, it doesn't. And uh, once it gets to the point, it certainly does. It's like an hour and 15 minutes of relationship stuff and then like half an hour of actual mystery action. That was a brutal watch. I know. That was a brutal watch. It was brutal for me too in real time. I was like, why is this happening? No, I I need to get to it. But as far as like the wrapping up of mystery stuff, that happens very fast. I would say it's still pretty long. It's just a lot. William, they get to the conclusion that, as I'll explain, Spencer isn't Spencer in one minute. Yeah. It's so nuts. It's it's crazy. So there is a five-year forward time jump after this happens, after Charlotte is apprehended. And things have been chill for these entire five years. They've moved on. They've, like, kept touch, but they don't hang out really all the time anymore. And they only all come back to Rosewood for a hearing that would let Charlotte leave her inpatient treatment, which obviously happens. Allie begs Char- them. Wait, Charlotte? Yeah, I... I thought she was dead. I'm, I'm mixed up timeline-wise. Okay. This happened before she died, obviously. She's okay. let out. The only reason the liars came back was to speak at her hearing. Allison begs them because she's like, this is my sister. Like, I haven't gotten to, you know, have any time with her. She's changed, whatever. And she begs them to come back and speak on her behalf at the hearing. And they all begrudgingly come back and they're all like, we're just staying for a day or whatever. But obviously it ends up being more. Um, And that's when Mona kills Charlotte. Right. That's when Mona kills Charlotte. Mona kills Charlotte after the flash forward five years. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I kind of bungled that. That's fine. I was just trying to make sure I had the timeline. Yeah. Um, So after Charlotte is dead, the texts start again. Same kind of stuff. uh, And they're signed AD this time. And they're messing with them. Um, Something that's a cool, fun thing is that this insane board game gets delivered to, I believe, Allison's house that has all the liars on it as pieces. And now there is a cell phone in the middle that will kind of like flip through things like luck of the draw. Spencer, you have to do this or else X. Uh, Hannah, you have to do this, whatever. So they're all like a slave to that. It's like Jumanji. Yeah, it is like Jumanji. Doesn't the board game Jumanji have text that appears on a little magical screen? Yes, it is like Jumanji. So, uh, so, so that's all happening, and the reveal of who AD is is both out of left field, but they also were definitely teasing it throughout the season. There were a lot of there were a lot of people uh, theorizing, myself included, that it was a twin. You had this clocked. Yes. Yes, everybody did. I can't even give myself a ton of credit. Like they weren't extremely heavy handed with it, but there was a there were instances of Spencer acting weird. Like Spencer wasn't really acting very Spencery. It would only be just here and there. And they're not commenting on it. But because twins have been such a a motif and it's so ridiculous, people started to be like, does Spencer have an evil twin? And that evil twin is going to be AD. And that is exactly what happened. And I was, at first I was very excited about it because I was like, that's actually what happened. Oh my God, this is so nuts. What? Does the entire last season happen after a five-year time jump? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was going to say, you said all season long. And I was like, so has Spencer's evil twin been doing this for five years? But no, not really, but no, all all this season okay, she's been messing with Okay, this entire season is fi- after a 5-year jump. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. all of this, all right. yeah. So, um, so what happens is Arya is getting married and they're all getting ready and everything and then uh 
Mona is being evil again. Mona seems like she's being good again, but she's not. She's out of Radley because she'd been recommitted. She's acting fine, but she's actually like working with AD somehow. Something happened. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have this from if I remember this correctly. Uh huh. I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that at one point there's a, f- a figure wearing a hoodie, like watching people from the bushes. No, you've got this. Turns right. around Whatever and faces the camera. Say. Yes. And and it's that's it's it turns out and it's Spencer in the hoodie or something. No, it's Spencer's sister. Okay, but but it looks like Spencer in the hoodie, right? It's not supposed. No, no, no. It's no, it's not. It's oh, it's not. not. That's that's just straight up. It's supposed to be her sister. Oh, her other. She has an actual like an sister actual aside sister. from the evil twin. Right. So a character turns around wearing the hoodie. Yes. And then they cut to commercial because you're like, oh my god, it's that character. And then I they was cut- very pumped about that too. I was like, ooh, Melissa's bad. They cut back to that moment later in the show, mm-hmm. and Melissa reaches up and pulls from her neck, and it was Mona. In right. a Melissa mask. Right. In like a Mission Impossible complete. That is also something that happens multiple times that season and a half, I think. Because I think they did a divide in season six or whatever it was. All of a sudden, these masks are introduced. Again, fandom up in arms. What the hell is this? I've just, I, I was willing to accept that they have masks that make them look like each other. What bothered me uh-huh. was that the 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 storytelling of it was somebody's watching from the bushes. Oh, it's Melissa. Right. Right. Cut to commercial. Like, oh my god, that was a reveal. Yeah. And so you go like, oh, it's Melissa, it's Melissa. And then they cut back to that moment and then they remove a mask from the person wearing the hoodie for no reason. What's her motivation to take off the mask aside from the the people making the show to go, it's Melissa. No, wait, no, it's not. Yeah. It's Mona. It's exactly that. But like the show treats it like a reveal, but she's alone. <laughs> so like <there's, laughs> Right, right. Why, and, and you're in a hoodie in the dark. Right. You don't need the mask in that moment anyway. It was just... Yeah. I've just never seen anything like that. No, you're absolutely I've just right. I've never seen anything like it. You're you're completely right. Um, but... <laughs> it was for nothing. It was for... It was it just was, for the audience. It was purely a cheap to, move for the audience to go, it's yes. Melissa. Right. And then he spent like 10 minutes assuming it is. Right. Until she removes a mask from under her disguise. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Exactly All right. right. But it's then baffling. maskless Mona, but in the A hoodie, shows up in Spencer's barn because she has this like loft that's converted. And like just like the first time, smacks Spencer down, like gives her like a crazy hard like slap in the face and knocks her down like they did in the Lost Woods Motel. And is like deja vu, bitch, or something. Then Spencer wakes up and she's in like a weird compound. Like they got to stop being friends with Mona. Totally. Well, luckily by the end, Mona has moved to Paris. That's, <laughs> That's true. Um, she at, she does come back and she's friends with Allison again in the spinoff, The Perfectionists. There's a well, there's a spinoff app that takes place after all this. Yes, very short lived. It, it's a one season thing. Again, I tried to watch it for like maybe even one episode where Allison and Mona are professors at a college. And it's like them ushering in, like there's a mystery that has more to do with like a new central group of people and Allison and Mona are just there sometimes. Yeah, they gotta be friends with Mona. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Spencer wakes up in a lair, basically. She's, it's like all futuristic, like, you know, plexiglass with holes in it. Like she's a hamster, like a stiff bed, like a prison cell. And uh, she wakes up and she's like, ow, my head. And is like looking at herself 
in you know looking at her reflection in the glass and like you know being like god my head hurts and then all of a sudden her her reflection drops its arm and i was like yes yes when it happened but then i immediately was like oh god oh no because the fr- i can't even do it the reflection goes boo like that and i was like is that a cockney accent and it is it is spencer does indeed have a secret evil twin who has a Cockney accent that is so bad and takes you so out of it. And I honestly felt so bad for the actress because I really liked I, I felt her. I horrible for her. And I it's think not, she was not her doing fault. her best. And yeah. I think she, I really, I mean, they, they definitely gave her more of like the, I can't even say stronger, like quality wise, but like more acty storylines throughout the whole show because she was good. And so they, they did Troy and Belisario dirty they with did. this last thing. It is not her fault. And it is terrible. It's, it's embarrassing. Really embarrassing. It, that was like my overall feeling at first. Was like, oh my god, I feel so I do, bad. Love. Oh, yeah. Are you a bit surprised to see me? I feel so bad for what's happening on Twitter right now. I, like, I have no doubt that she like trained and and worked she did. hard. But it comes off in the show as if you really just on a spur of the moment somebody said you're British. I know, and it sounds I don't know like why this. They just had her, it, or didn't just have her have a, even just a regular British. She accent. sounds like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. She does, and Bert and Mary Poppins is like mocked as like right. no one knows what that accent is. I mean, they're wrong. It, but it they, sounds it sounds exactly like that. Yeah, it's very bad. It's really bad. So what ended up happening was we already know this part. Um, I I know this part for sure. Well, no, what I'm about to tell you, I don't think you do know. Uh, Spencer's. Mother, who she grew up with, is not her biological mother, and she didn't know this until semi recently. Her mother is also Mary Drake, Charlotte's mother. Which means that she's half sisters with Allison? Yes. And. Or no, 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 not half sisters with Allison, but half sisters with Charlotte. All right, whatever. Yeah. Um, so Mary Drake gave birth to Spencer. And same kind of deal with Charlotte. She gave birth and couldn't have the baby or didn't want to have the baby or something in uh, the sanitarium. And the father of the baby was Spencer's dad, who she grew up with and everything, and she knew. And so Spencer's mom and dad decided to take the baby. They didn't know that there was a second baby. They didn't realize that they separated twins or whatever. Um, The second baby came along, like, right after they took Spencer out. And for yeah, some this reason, was crazy. They do a yeah. fl- they they do a flashback to the night the twins were born. Right, Spencer is born, and the nurse basically receives the baby. Yeah, gets up hands and walks into the hall and hands it to new parents. Right, who abruptly turn around and walk away. <laughs> they better get out fast, or else they're going to find out this, that there's the secret twin. This flashback, by the way, is basically in sepia tone. Yes, and it looks like it's shot around like World War One. I. I know. I know it's very like noirish. It's it's very very weird, and it, and it, it accidentally implies that Spencer is actually like eighty hundreds years of old. years yeah, old exactly. or eighty years old. Um. <laughs> hundreds <laughs> hundreds of years old. It's very very weird. But then no sooner does does Spencer get taken by her parents, then you hear a nurse go like, "There's another one coming." Right. And so she, they had no idea up to this point. By the way, they'd be born in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I guess surprise twins 
probably still happen. I don't know. But anyway, it just the point is, it feels ludicrous. It does. I should also remark, even though it is so silly that it's like sepia tone and it looks like it happened in World War II, there is very much like a noir and old movie theme throughout all of Pretty Little Liars. There's a movie theater in town that plays old noir movies that they go to. There was an entire black and white episode theme thing that they did. So it's somewhat keeping in theme. Anyway, so this... This person, Alex Drake, is Spencer's, you know, twin that she didn't know she had. And Mary Drake sent her to live with parents in England who were, like, super duper rich. And she was like, she's going to have the best life ever. This is going to rule. But something happens with the parents, like, early on in Alex's life. I think it's that they're, like, they can't handle her because she's so, like, troublemakery or something, yeah, if she, I like, remember right. the money or something? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe. She, like, got kicked out of school and something she's like a bad kid so they she ends up like bouncing around through foster homes and she never knows that she has like this family in america she just is not aware of it then one day when she's bartending this dude comes in and is like spencer what are you doing here and she's like what are you talking about love and it is ren who is spencer's sister melissa's former fiance the guy that spencer had made out with that all that time ago Allison was kind of blackmailing her about and Ren has always been kind of like into Spencer like they had a kind of will they won't they sort of thing and he was like very into her but uh, she was Mona like was actually blackmailing her but I guess, oh true I guess I know more about this show than you do <laughs> I guess so um so they link up Ren tells her about her family in America and Alex is like so this person got everything and I got nothing like I have this crappy life where I was bouncing around through foster homes and Spencer like lives with rich parents she has friends who really love her and will do anything for each other and is like super jealous of that uh Ren also tells her about Charlotte and like that you have another half sister or something and so you know Charlotte and Alex become close and Charlotte tells her about how she's a and she's screwing with all the liars this way and she's just like hooked on it and um you know Alex is like okay whatever but then uh Charlotte leaves one okay, more whatever time. well she's not like oh I want to do this too yet okay. but she's like all right I see you're doing this this is your thing I'm cool with it and Charlotte leaves to you know, one last time, like mess with the people in Rosewood and then ends up dead. So then that's what spurs Alex to be like, all right, these people like got what I should have had in the first place. Then they take away my sister who was like the love of my life. Now I'm going to mess with them and I'm AD. So that's where those texts in this season comes from. It's all, this is all because she wants to know, she wants to punish the people who must know who killed Charlotte. Right. Basically. Yeah. And because she is omnipotent in some way, she's able to find out that it was Mona. Now, why does she go by A.D. instead of A? Alex Drake. I guess, like, they oh, okay, okay. just wanted right, to distinguish in right. a way. And it's like, yeah, a little bit of hiding in plain sight. Why? Uh, what was I going to say? I, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So, I mean, this, you know, this reveal is all happening with Spencer and her talking in a room. It's just, it's so bizarre. Oh, it goes on for so long. Right. Because she has to explain. She has to explain everything. Yeah. So, the next thing that happened was, it was a bit of a, oh, funny coincidence. Right. Where does she get, where do these people get the money to create these intense underground facilities where they have, like, plexiglass, Hannibal Lecter jail cells? Right. 
uh, all these you know cameras that there must be a bank of monitors somewhere that's is someone watching or what you ask a great question I luckily have an answer thank you um, while Charlotte was in Radley and going to college classes she got super duper smart and started investing in the stock market and stuff and made an incredible buttload of money which she then passed on to Alex okay that's how that happens. Right, so obviously, you know, Spencer is able to kind of get away from her and is trying to Ezra's also down there. That's that's Arya's fiance. She captured Ezra because he was kind of like uh, That's Ezra? From yeah. the pilot, the teacher? Yes. They end up they stay together? Yes. They go the distance? Yes. They do. That's a weird message. It's a weird message. And also, William, it's even... I mean, this episode is too long. She's sleeping with her teacher, and they end up getting William, married it in gets the worse. finale. It okay. gets worse. All right. He wasn't A, exactly. What? But Ezra. he was spying on all of the girls. That wasn't a chance encounter in the bar. He found out about Allie's disappearance and was writing a book about it. And so he came to what? Rosewood to investigate this. He did recognize Arya in the bar. <gasps> he didn't expect to fall in love with her. Did, did he say, I didn't expect to fall in love with you? I'm sure he, yeah, of course. I think they, I, they might actually say that to each other in the pilot. But, <laughs> um, but yes, of course, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. It sounds like a horrible dude, but... I know. Horrible. Sounds horrible, but okay. Horrible. All right. And again, in spite of myself, was rooting. Weird husband, but okay. I know. I know. (laughs) Very weird husband. So he's down there, too, because he was getting suspicious of fake Spencer up there. Like, he said Spencer was acting weird. Which also, like, well, yeah, because she is you... acting weird. Right? Yeah, totally. Uh, like, why would you follow her? Like, to what end is he going to be like, Spencer, why are you being so weird? And I guess she, like, clonks, they don't show it or anything. She must, like, clonk him over the head and, like, drag him into this layer or something. Can you imagine how hard it would be to clock that somebody is not really who they are? You would, th- I mean, you would think, and obviously in real life, yes. But, like I said, during the season, there were these times where you're like, Spencer's just acting like a little bit strange, just like out of nowhere. And yeah, but you as a viewer is different than you in of like course, life. Of course, but like you know, yeah, of course. But I don't know. Maybe it was very subtle. So I'm saying Troy and Belisario did a really good job. Just be it's talking not, like yeah. Spencer, but just something's a little like a, a mannerism or whatever, just like a little strange. So then it was fun to go back through and be like, that's when that's Alex. That's when that's Alex. And you can kind of tell. It's that just, does sound fun. It was very fun. It is not her fault what happens in the final. I really don't episode. think it it's is. It's not her fault. They um, should, I don't know why they made her British. I don't know either. I really don't. Um, if they just didn't make her British, why does she need to I be, know. Why does she need to be it's British? It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. I really don't know. They just wanted to have a, a distinguishing truth. I know. Voice. Or just, know, that, and also, a, I should mention, like, all the things that I'm fancy saying. Fancy a point. Rough. Right. All, all the things we're saying about the show were, like, this doesn't make sense. This sucks. Whatever. It was also a very, like, kind of knowingly and campy show as well. So I feel like sometimes they did things knowing that it's stupid. Yeah. But knowing that it'll just be fun. So I have a feeling it was just, like a scary British villain. But, but it was there, a total overstep. Isn't there, there's a limit to, you're taking a lot of liberties with the audience yes. to, to keep, to continually be like, this will be stupid, but people will like how stupid it is. I know, At but I gotta point, say, I'm the case study. Fall off the tightrope. You might, but I'm the case study for it working. No, because you don't like this. 
No, but I do. But I do think it's stupid. Oh, you said you don't like this. I think it's terrible, but I still love watching it. The finale, even? Yeah, I still enjoy watching it. Oh, I felt... Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I do. I had been hoping that you... Because you were like, the finale is terrible. It is terrible. I thought you were saying even above and beyond terrible, but... It is, and yet I love it. <laughs> There's no hope for you. It's both things. Okay. We hold these two truths to be self-evident. It's both terrible and And fun. I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, you know, like, she is able to get out using a hairpin, she's able to break Ezra out, and so they're, like, hauling ass to try to get to freedom, and they open a door, and they find, like, a, a, a livable, living diorama of a house. So they, they break out, and they're like, are we outside for a sec? What's the deal? It's a lawn, it's the facade of a house, there are trees, there are birds chirping, but they look up and they realize they're in a Truman Show situation where they're still underground. And this is just like uh, Charlotte's, or yeah, no, what's her name? Alex's demented, like happy house with Mary or something, who's her mom. Um, the liars find out. Is it weird that Alex wants a fake diorama house to live in just like Charlotte did? I think that for, wait, what do you mean just like that oh they, yeah yeah that yeah. they both want to have like an artificial she probably took a page out of charlotte's book I guess. basically yeah. um she, i mean i think she was living down there for the time being and also made it for mary to live in indefinitely but her plan was to keep spencer down there forever and assume spencer's life on the up upside right you know yeah, yeah, yeah so everybody was out there all the liars find this out because jenna the uh the blind girl encounters Alex posing as Spencer. Right. In the real world. This is, this, it's just. Oh my God, I forgot. And like, you know, talks to her, you know, they have a fine interaction and then immediately calls Toby and is like, Toby, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't think Spencer is Spencer. And she can smell a bitch from a mile away. She can also in an, there are so many things I didn't even touch on, but like, Jenna was also like part of the A team and a bad guy. And also, to I know be on I the said A-team, I'll sit here all night. It turns out I was wrong. Yeah. Also, to be on the A team, you don't have to know who A is. So, wasn't really sure. But at one point, she taught somebody to smell fear. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dog? No, no, no. Noel Khan. What? What'd yeah. you say to me? <laughs> How did you call me? The liars find out. They all rush down there. There's a whole thing of like, no, I'm Spencer. No, I'm Spencer. Like, save me. What what, what name did you just say to me? Noel Khan? Yeah. Noel Khan. Noel Khan. You said we got to finish it up. I know, but I got really hung up on smelling fear. And then you said Noel Khan, and it sounded like some kind of Star Wars or like a Star Trek with Khan. Yeah, rather Khan. Just, it, Noel Khan. Yeah. It sounds like, like it's a caveman name. Or I something. know. Okay. No. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, don't be. All right, so, so Spencer, they do the, the do the which is the real Spencer thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Toby can pick the real Spencer. And, um, which is very disappointing to me. I really <laughs> thought that that might continue no and, and be interesting, even though I've seen that. Yeah. I don't know where, but we've all seen the, like, no, I'm the real one. We've all seen this. Of course. But find, like, a fun wrinkle or or something. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, I know what it was. Oh, it was so crazy. You remember how he finds out which is the real Spencer? Oh, it's like a quote from a book? Yes, he found a a book of poetry. Yeah. He found a book of poetry. He's like, this can't be Spencer. She writes in all the margins. Right. And then he goes, quote to me your favorite sonnet. Yeah. And (laughs) fake Spencer, like, seems, like, flummoxed. And then real Spencer goes, like, Oui, oui, moonshine. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Bonjour, mange à tout, la soirée, plébé, yep. chambon. And then he goes, 
she's the real one, arrest this one, cook him, book him, look him. Yeah. And they, they take that Spencer, and I was like, somehow, somehow, it's that, be right. somehow it's the switcheroo. Somehow that is the real Spencer. But it, then the one that they arrested goes, oh, took you long enough, Dan. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, you, so you're just giving it up. Yeah. You're not going to continue with the ruse. The Sonnet game was the smoking gun, as far as you're concerned. Right. So you're just going to out yourself with that accent. Right. We got to watch the clock here, you know? Gotta like, wrap it up. what are you going to do? You're right. So, you know, all's well that ends well. Arya and Ezra get married. <laughs> um, all the liars are going to be just fine. Now we go to, like, not quite an after credit scene, but kind of, where Mona is in Paris running a doll shop. She has a boyfriend. It seems like Mona's going to be just fine. Then she goes into the basement of her doll shop. She has a cliche French boyfriend who's wearing a black and white horizontal yeah. striped shirt. Yeah. She's wearing a beret. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and, you know, goes, goes down to the basement and we see that she has somehow <laughs> broken Alex Drake and Mary Drake, who was an accomplice, um, out of prison and has imprisoned them now as her dolls in her own little dollhouse. Not only broke them out of prison, smuggled them to France, right. <laughs> smuggled them out of the country. <laughs> right. She has mo enough money to... There was an entire season of... Uh, or seasons uh -huh. of Better Call Saul dedicated to, in painstaking detail, explaining how somebody can build a room. Right. A secret room. Right. This entire show will just be like, well, yeah, yeah, I've got a, of course I have like a super sophisticated prison I built underground. Correct. I played the stock market. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then right. I inherited it. Mm -hmm. I, it. And now Mona's got enough money. Yeah. And she's like, I did enjoy this. But it was baffling. But Mary Drake mm -hmm. and Alex Drake are sitting in a teeny, now it's not fair this one because the, the, the secret bunker in Rosewood was like a whole house. Right. And I, I, I have to imagine there's running water in there or something. Yeah. This room that Mona made in France is literally like one oh, room. Oh, room. They're definitely it's, taking dumps in the corner. Yeah. It's, they, they may just have like a pile of hay yeah. in the corner, <laughs> you know, and maybe just one of those little hamster water bottles right. that they have to suckle. Well, no, because they're drinking tea together because they're little dollies. You're right. They have the, they have, you're right. <laughs> yeah. no, no suckling. No. Needed. Suckle is a word. It is. I'll keep saying suckle now. I can't yeah. stop saying suckle. It's a good word. I apologize. But uh, I did enjoy the look on Mona's face. This like knowing like, hmm, mm -hmm. I've got my dolls and my dolls are the bad guys. No one's going to come looking for them anyway. Yep. I can let my freak flag Mona flag fly mm -hmm. with the bad guys that are not my dolls. Right. It's weird for her to transfer all of her anxiety about the liars onto these two people. Uh-huh. That's a little strange. Does Mary Mary Drake, did she really deserve this fate? Did, Not quite. Wasn't she was really she just going sort of like, along. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Nah, she really didn't deserve it. But that was weird. Yeah, definitely. But so th that happens. And then the last, last uh, stinger kind of thing is a new generation of liars waking up at a sleepover one of them is missing and one of them says i think i heard her scream exactly like in the pilot and then that's it i have to say i'm a sucker for that sort of thing i didn't like it at all i did enjoy it i, I feel like it was a disservice to our characters to not just end with our characters <laughs> oh really you feel like it was insulting yes, yes i do <laughs> i enjoyed that sort of um symmetry of of closing where you began and yeah. indicating that the beat sort of goes on and, mm -hmm. and this 
this sort of like girls being mean to each other thing will continue to perpetuate itself. Right. It's almost like faded. Well, it's not even just the girls being mean to each other perpe- thing perpetuating itself. It's that another girl goes missing in the middle of the night. So, no, I know, but the, the implication is that like another A game is going to start yeah. with this friend group or right. something like that. So maybe she's not really missing or you know like who knows? It, right. Some topsy turvy thing. So I did I did begrudgingly enjoy that. And I mm-hmm. also felt uh, in that scene that it was very very short and quick and that for waking up in the middle of the night they acted as if they had like like they were like perfectly quaffed. Yeah. Like sat up, not a well, hair out of place. Of course. I mean it's a show. It's always like that. No, 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 no. Yes. It's a freeform show. Yeah, it's that kind of show. There are eight bajillion shows like this. It makes I, total sense. I agree with you, but I'm saying it's a show. We don't have to portray things in any with any form of realism. Or... A lot of them don't. Maybe they should, but it's very typical show stuff. Very well, very well. Yeah. Also, uh, the girl who says, I think I heard a scream is Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria and the White Lotus. Who oh, was okay. just nominated for two Emmys today. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's it. Wow. That's Pretty Little Liars in not a nutshell. You say that's in it. In a like, pecan pie. Say that's it like it wasn't an hour and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's it. That's all. Right. That's all there is. Don't, don't worry about it. I didn't say it like that. I said that's it. Um, I wonder, is there anything else? Are there any other loose ends? Are there any other like tidbits you want to share? No. No? You just And you stand by this? Yeah, wholeheartedly. You're looking forward to the new one? Yeah, I think it looks really good. I watched the trailer for it again, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was intrigued. Yeah. I think I would give this a shot. Cool. I like the idea that it looks a lot more slashery. Definitely. I have to assume it might be a little tighter or more together. I would imagine, although it's the the showrunners of Riverdale and Sabrina Mm. who are making it. So I don't know about that, but... Okay. We'll see, I guess. But I think it looks sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that there you go. There you <laughs> now, have it. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. You sure do. So thank you for listening, for watching. As we said before, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash gttupod. And you can also visit gttupod.com, which is the home of Guide Scene Known to find all kinds of stuff. Links to all of our past episodes, our private Facebook group, information about advertising with us. And uh, yeah, hope you check it out and enjoy it. I think I want to watch clips from this. Okay. I think I want to see moments because yeah. I, I, I am enjoying myself, uh-huh. I have to say. It is so convoluted and so yeah messy, but I, I do like those moments in a show where they're like, no, don't you get it? Yeah, right. I was there from the beginning. Yeah. Well, not really. the. I was, lear- I was in the background. <laughs> like, I do Basically. enjoy those kinds of things. For that, specifically, you would want to see Charlotte unveiling herself as a... I would like to see that. Yeah. I would like to see uh, Allison reaching out with her mind. I think they are, it's very brief. I'm sure you can look it up and it's on YouTube, but they yeah. don't really linger on it. Okay. Yeah, they probably don't. For obvious reasons. <laughs> Ignore, uh, she was found. Ignore it. Yeah, Ignore basically, it. basically. Move on. Yeah. We must move on. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. You're mm-hmm. all set and prepared for Pretty Little Liars on HBO Max. I don't think you needed to know any of this for that, but yeah, still. I think it was important. Yeah. I, I think uh, send this to your friends, run some A games on them, mm-hmm. threaten to unleash some of their darkest secrets unless they listen Why to this not? episode. We greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you can you know, lock somebody in a big old dollhouse and make them review us on Apple Podcasts. That That'd would be, be greatly ideal. appreciated. I would love that. 
Um, and uh, you can come to our dollhouse again, patreon.com slash gttupod. Follow at gttupod on all social media to keep up to date. Uh, follow us on social media. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Um, what a night. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week for more odd stories, but until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Or perhaps we should head over to Rosewood. You said Rosewood, that last Pennsylvania. week. Oh, I did? You did. You said, I knew it. Damn it. <laughs> well, we can go to Millwood, Pennsylvania, where the new one takes place. Yeah, why not Rosewood? Because it's not related. Oh, it's not. It has no connection. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll have like a little something, but 